Happy to be with you today. Thank you, Mr. Sullivan, for yet another successful Click conference. Uh, I'm here today to talk a little bit about new construction, a little bit about renovations and conversions, a little bit about hotel sales, but generally to talk about the economic condition in the hotel industry today. Um, it is a little bit challenged. It's certainly a little bit different than it was this time last year. This time last year, we were all racing out to buy anything that we could buy. We were looking for things at a discount. Uh, the rates were still very high quality. Uh, we were able to uh, take in assets, and there was quite a few transactions in 2022 that we're going to talk about today. But also, 2023 has changed, and it's changed Very for a number of Very different brief. economic yeah. factors, which we will cover today also. So I hopeful that by the end of my presentation today that you will feel like, A, you understand the California hotel market and kind of where it's headed, that you've seen some of the individual uh, details by kind of market, but also talking about what is the next opportunity and when should we expect recovery to actually feel like we have recovered, okay? So much of what we talk about Thank today you, yeah. is originated and gathered by our lodging Thank econometrics you. research team. We review information from each franchise company on a monthly basis. We also speak with many of the owner management company developers across the United States. And we check on their pipelines and their portfolios. Thank Much you. of what you you'll hear about today has been refreshed Good. very recently Good. through the end of the year of 2022 and some current and prescient comments about where we've been so far in the first couple of months of 2023. Our research team is 40 people deep. We do this across the world. In addition to just California, I can tell you as much about Sheboygan, Wisconsin as I can about Shanghai, China, and everywhere in the middle when it comes to hotel real estate. So in aggregation out there in the industry today, the pipeline is not declining. In aggregation out there, renovation and conversions are increasing at dramatic rates. So what is the effect of that, okay? And currently in the United States, we have a few different external economic factors that are affecting what's going on in the industry. One thing is, is that investment dollars have continued to look at the hotel industry uh, as a positive industry <laughs> to invest in. They might be yeah, a bit yeah. slowed because of some interest rate changes, but trust me, stage, there is so money on started, the sidelines so ready to your, go uh, into back. the industry and ready to fund acquisitions, ready to fund yeah. portfolio transactions, and ready to enter the market with uh, renovation and conversion dollars as well. So people are kind of getting ready to get ready. So much of what that has signaled has been hotel room night demand and how that has changed, okay? And hotel room night demand today is doing pretty well on leisure travel. It's doing pretty well on uh, kind of a Sunday to Tuesday or Sunday to Wednesday kind of scenario. We continue to seek improvement on those Thursday nights, quote, the carryover from the business travel to the weekend leisure traveler. So. The, uh, the calendar has changed a little bit. If you're looking at your individual operating performance, you probably used to do a lot better on Thursday nights. Now it's kind of a transition 
from business travel to leisure, and you got to work on that transition a little bit. So the room night Thanks demand for, for business travel Good. is still probably only 40 to 50 percent of what it was on a pre-pandemic level, and some of that is driven also by meetings and still kind of the getting back to the meeting business, okay? It's a real positive to see people in the room here today, but we're not getting on airplanes at the rate that we have been. And we're not getting on uh, going to meetings as much as we were in 2018 and 2019, but there is definitely signals that 2023 from a meetings business perspective will be better than 22, better than 21, and continuing to grow from here. And much of what you'll also see today is that some of these markets have a tremendous amount of renovation going on right now. And you'll hear that throughout my presentation today Renovations and conversion and investment in your existing portfolio is probably the best return you can get today in the marketplace for your cash. Uh, borrowing on hotels today is a little bit challenged, but I think many savvy owners did what they could do when the rates were lower. And I don't think that many of the savvy investors in the industry are seeing as much debt maturity issue as some other uh, less savvy investors are, but you've probably seen a few articles about uh, debt maturities in 2023, and certainly some of that needs to be worked out, some of that long-term CMBS debt that's coming due, and that may be a real trigger for the transaction market coming back. What also will be a trigger for the transaction market is room Trip night demand RD surpassing 2019 levels. It is anticipated that that's going to occur in 2023. The tracking in the first two months so far indicates that we're on pace, but still we have several months to go. So in 2023, if business travel and if the meetings business comes back at the rate that it is expected to, 2023 should be a year where we can look in the rearview mirror and say the recovery is fully underway. And when will we reach that word recovered, okay? In the industry as we're kind of monitoring where is recovery versus recovered, my dad drew a lodging economic cycle many, many years ago and educated me thoroughly on this cycle. And it really does continue to repeat itself. So if I was looking at the cycle as a nice kind of hump, if you will, going up, reaching a peak, and then slowly coming down on the other side, we're really just beginning the ascension of recovery. We're just really beginning to ascend up the front side of the cycle. We're kind of organizing around operating performance is pretty good. Valuations of hotels is pretty good. Meetings, business bookings is getting better all the time. And the real trigger will be a summer travel season. Will we all take those vacations that we've been waiting to take? Will we take multiple vacations? Will we get to the third quarter and really say, I'm back to business travel in the way that we were in 2019. I myself, as I said to a few people since I've been here uh, in California, I have said I am back on business travel. I intend to travel almost as much as I did in 2019 and certainly more than 2021 this, uh, and more than last year in 2022 as well. So the anticipation is business travel will continue to pick up. I would expect, okay, 
if I was looking at an owners and management company's meeting, if I was sitting in the boardroom inside of an owner management company right now, the investment is internal inside of those companies. They're evaluating their existing portfolio. They're getting calls from the brands to renovate the hotels that they maybe have been able to defer those projects for the past couple of years. That time is coming due, okay? And the brands are really looking at these quality uh, reports, the inspection reports. They are out inspecting those hotels again, and they're looking for those renovations to come full circle and get completed. What an owner has to do today is kind of decide what do I need to invest in technology in my hotel to save on labor, okay? And it's one of the great conundrums for the hotel industry because truly labor cost is one of the number one expenses inside of a hotel and it is certainly higher than it has ever been, okay? And it's likely not to go in the other direction anytime soon. So quality employees are worth keeping. The cost to acquire wow. new employees is probably at its highest rate that it's wow. ever been in the hotel industry. Yeah. And you all face labor challenges. Sure. As a matter of fact, that, that will be our first <laughs> panel today, where we will talk about labor challenges in the industry. I mean, and the like fact is, is we that the, the days of having front desk agents yeah. <laughs> making 13 to $15 an hour are probably yeah. over <laughs> as an industry. The uh, food and beverage service inside the I hotel the as you begin to ramp back up for meetings, as you Thanks begin to ramp here. back up for staffing, for bigger occupancy, the cost to acquire those employees is at its highest rate ever. Okay, I think in many cases the owners and management companies have ascended to that problem, okay, but they're also looking to provide a better product in their hotels. A renovated hotel can generate more revenue. The investment that owners and management companies make in their assets shines very well for new employees. It shines very well for new people that are coming to stay at your hotel for the best and the first time. And of course, when you're listing your property to say we are newly renovated and improved is the best marketing you can do. So I'm encouraging people to invest in their portfolio, to think about technology and in technology investments in your portfolio and how CAC can help you save money in the long term. How the renovation of the new brand, the offerings of the brand, bringing it up to standard is only going to benefit you as we have a real estate cycle in front of us that is likely to go for eight to nine years. Get those renovations moving. Let's talk about a baseline here. I know many of you do not do business really outside of North America, but I thought I would just share with you the global construction pipeline to provide you with some of the trends about new construction today. What you see here is that hotel rooms under construction have continued to dwindle down, okay? As the pipeline has continued to open around the world, we continue to announce more projects but the starting of those projects hasn't really taken hold yet because of the financing environment that we are in. So the pipeline has continued to open guest rooms, but mostly rooms that have been delayed on average 12 to 18 months during the pandemic. So it took longer for hotels to begin. It took longer for them to open due to a number of external economic factors to the industry. But the pipeline for new construction is not shrinking. And as a matter of fact, if we look closer in on the United States, you'll see it's grown quite a bit year over year, okay? 
we have a softness in the hotel openings and that continues to keep under construction at a healthy number. But the start in the next 12 months and early planning, what we're seeing today is the brands are out signing projects again. The owners are interested in signing those projects for futures. They're looking to begin those hotels when the lending window opens again, which we are hopeful to see in the second half of 2023 and in 2024. So three very simple project stages at Lodging Econometrics. You're either physically under construction, you're scheduled to begin construction in the next 12 months, or you're announced, verified, and at this time more than a year from construction start, which would be known as early planning. This accumulates the active new construction pipeline in the United States. We will break that down a little bit further, okay, and now review that total pipeline line by chain scale. So we're working with an industry-recognized standard for chain scale, so luxury, upper upscale being your primary full-service hotels across the United States. There's also a casino line along the bottom, too, and we are highlighting an unbranded line. At Lodging Econometrics, we do assign a like-type chain scale to each unbranded hotel, so we have the ability to tell you whether that developer is looking at a mid-scale property or perhaps an upscale property or perhaps a luxury property. In some cases with those unbranded properties, these are pipeline projects that were active with a particular brand where that agreement may have expired or the owner has sought a different type of agreement as the market has changed. In many cases, we do believe that this new construction pipeline represents a continued growth curve in terms of the size. It also represents a lot more projects in the lower end of the market. Mid-scale and economy continue to uh, see more projects in do the pipeline. Water? They continue to see more brands announced <laughs> in the pipeline. Uh, do you want the other microphone? And of course, extended stay I've got it. is an the, interesting topic okay. that many people in this right. room are got my uh, really wrapping their arms around. We continue to see so the diversification of extended stay. When extended stay first okay. premiered Perfect. with the Homewood Suites and the uh, the, the Hyatt House and the residents in, there were very upscale extended stay properties. The majority of That's brands that have been announced in the extended no, stay sector have become economy and mid-scale. We continue to see more brands in economy and mid-scale. Almost every franchise company in the room has an economy or mid-scale uh, extended stay style brand that they are really developing and rapidly developing. And those extended stay products, the greatest thing about them is they are low labor cost hotels. So they have really been interesting to developers. <clears throat> I have not carved out extended stay for the purpose of this slide, but if you're interested in more information, I'm in the back left-hand corner of the room at table 13. What will new hotel openings be? Well, at the moment, we did have a 2022 that underperformed. The third and fourth quarter of 2022 saw many projects delay their ultimate opening. That could have been three or four factors. First of all, labor, being able to keep the site going, being able to continue to push construction, even in the ending of the pandemic, we saw some challenges there. Second thing, supply chain. Can I get all the product there in time? Is the product arriving? Can we install it in time? The third thing is cost overruns. Certainly, hotel construction has not gone down in terms of cost, 
but we continue to see people fighting through this and ultimately opening these hotels, but again, on average, a 12 to 15 month delay. So we do see growth in new construction opens the next two years, but certainly not pre-pandemic levels. What does it look like when we put the franchise companies together? So I get asked this a lot, and there are many representatives in the room today, and we appreciate them supporting Click 6, but I'd like to tell the story about what is going to open by those franchise companies the next couple of years. So what I have aggregated here is the new construction projects that are scheduled to open in 2023 and 2024, but also adding in the conversions that will come into those hotel companies. These are existing hotels that are going to change its brand to those franchise companies. So this is the, the big four, if you will, Hilton Marriott, IHG, and Hyatt. It's subtotaled there, everything else in the industry that is scheduled to open in 23 and 24. But also, let's take the next four companies. So the pipeline continues to grow, and we're seeing more conversion activity than ever. The two big numbers to take away on conversions and renovations. So far in 2023, we have reported year over year that the number of projects that are converting and renovating is up 52% in the United States. The number of rooms is up 42%. What this signals is people are in fact getting to those renovations. They are in fact seeking different investment grade in their existing hotels. What does that look like in the state of California? Okay, so what I have listed here for the entire state of California is the number of rooms by project stage, so again, physically under construction, scheduled to begin construction in the next 12 months, and then announced, verified at this time, early planning, more than a year from construction start. When you add up those three things, okay, and you get to a number that's around 80,000 guest rooms, there's only 650,000 rooms in the new construction pipeline. 80,000 of them are in California. That should tell you the economic impact that this state has on the hotel business, okay? The bottom section is showing active rooms being converted today, active rooms that are being renovated today, and an aggregation of the number of hotel rooms that transacted in a hotel sale in 2022. Okay, 172 total transactions on that 25,700 room number at the bottom. So this is the entire state of California. And again, if these numbers look interesting to you and you need more details, I will have my database live in the back of the room today, and I'm happy to bring you into that conversation. What I'd like to do is take a tour around a few cities across the state of California and talk about where they're at. So first in Sacramento, Again, listing the construction pipeline activity for the number of rooms that are physically under construction today, those scheduled to start in the next 12 months, and then announced, verified, but in early planning. What you'll find here is Sacramento still has an impressive new construction pipeline. This is not a historical high, but it is within range of an historical high. Sacramento continues to see growth in room night demand, and therefore, we continue to see hotel construction projects get announced in that city. But we've also seen a significant amount of 
renovations be announced recently in, in Sacramento, and there are word that they we're going to see probably another thousand rooms announced for renovation in the next 60 days in Sacramento. So that's an impressive growth, and that really is a signal of some of these convention markets that they're kind of getting ready to get ready. In Silicon Valley here with San Jose and talking about what's happening there, they had a significant wave of new construction openings just prior to the pandemic. So their new construction pipeline is not as robust as some other places, but what is robust is we're seeing transaction volume there to be quite impressive. Okay, this market will continue to um, be reflective of the amount of employees that are going back to work, okay, and are going back to work in the office. Okay, this market still has some uh, settling down to do in terms of uh, people going back to the office because at that rate then people will travel to those offices for business appointments in a business-to-business -business environment. San Jose still has a little bit of way to go with recovery. What is happening in San Francisco? So the Moscone Center has completed their renovation. They completed their remaking. And San Francisco hotel owners and management companies are waiting for the spigot to open. I think I've probably said that the last two times I've been on this stage. Okay, And I think any owner and management company based in San Francisco with a lot of properties that says, we're ready, the lights are on, who's coming? Um, we continue to see some renovations. We continue to see some activity. Some people have, quote, decided to exit San Francisco because recovery has not occurred. It has been painfully long for the recovery to occur in San Francisco. And frankly, it's a market that is in the top three of most affected during the pandemic. San Francisco does rely on a significant amount of international arrivals. And really, that's just getting off the ground again. Also connected in the Bay Area with Oakland, we want to talk a little bit about the pipeline. Oakland, again, saw a lot of openings just prior to the pandemic, but the pipeline is beginning to fill up again. We've seen new announcements in Oakland that are fairly impressive, so the planning pipeline, when in fact the lending window opens, is fairly impressive. Not a lot to talk about on transactions. Seems like it's a hold market right now. Oh, that's great. We want to try In Los Angeles, again, the size of the planning pipeline in Los Angeles is massive. Okay, this is really a direct result of people having good projects but bad time. Okay, Los Angeles still has a significant amount of hotel rooms that are in the planning stage that have ultimately been deferred and delayed. We have some projects in Los Angeles that were scheduled to begin at the pan beginning of the pandemic that have still not begun again. We have projects that stopped and now remain uh, shuttered, if you will, and those projects would reflect, quote, a postponed pipeline of maybe another 3,000 guest rooms that's not reflected on this page. But there are some owners who believe in the recovery in Los Angeles and believe that the Staples Center and the Los Angeles Convention Center and the surrounding leisure markets will continue to rise. Okay, so we see a lot of renovation activity. We see a lot of remaking activity in Los Angeles, and certainly they have the most hotels of anywhere in the state, okay? But they also have the second largest new construction pipeline of any market in the United States, only behind Dallas. Orange County, where we are today, what does that look like? So we've continued to see investment 
This has been a really good leisure destination. It continues to rise as a leisure destination, and certainly the room night demand should be very good this year in Orange County because Disney has a 100-year anniversary, uh, and therefore we'll see the travel continue. We saw an amazing year in Orlando as a result of the 50-year anniversary of Walt Disney World. So we're expecting to see some carryover on that in Orange County. And some owners are trying to hurry up and get the renovations complete, hurry up and get the brand conversions complete. And we have seen some hotels transact, probably not as robust as we may have anticipated. San Diego is a great example of a convention market that's ready to get going again. The amount of renovations activity in San Diego is very robust. One of the top markets in the country for transaction activity, renovation, and conversion activity. It also still has a fairly uh, robust new construction pipeline, but again, it's really in the planning stage. So when the lending light comes on, we will see more new construction projects begin in San Diego. And I expect that San Diego will continue to maintain its place as a top 10 development market in the United States. So the Inland Empire, a little bit of a misnomer, perhaps we'll call it Rancho Cucamonga to Palm Desert, okay, but the Inland Empire continues to see a tremendous amount of select service development, but also now some new resorts. We're seeing full service properties in, in, in uh, Palm Springs and Palm Desert. We're seeing luxury uh, happening significantly in that marketplace, and we're also seeing a tremendous amount of renovation and conversion opportunity continue to be realized by the owners and management companies in the market. Again, aggregating here all of the sub-markets that we looked at today and just kind of giving you a feel for what that looks like for 2022, 2023, and 2024. Again, 2022 would be openings that occurred last year, and then we have the anticipated opens in 23 and 24. Here is the state of California openings that are scheduled for 23 and 24 by chain scale. And again, this is just new construction. So these would be significantly lower than pre-pandemic levels. In the pre-pandemic times, we were opening about 110 hotels per year in California for each of, say, 2015 through 2019. So about 25% below what would have been the peak time in the late 2010s. So in walking away today, you should feel confident that the hotel industry is on a path to recovery. All of the indicators that I read, whether it's operating performance, room night demand, your own personal travel experiences, the going back to the office, the getting back to business travel, this all seems to be pointing in a positive direction for the hotel business. The travel for the TSA, we are almost at pre-pandemic airline travel times. We're in a position now where the airlines are beginning to put larger planes back in the, back in the sky. The flights that were being serviced by a 120-seat jet are now being serviced by a 180-seat jet. We continue to see the frequency of airline travel continue to grow and expect that we will pass 2019 levels here in 2023. Investment in the hotel industry is ready to kick off and ready to get started. You can be a participator in that today. One of the things I've talked to a few people about here is that people are looking at land sites again. 
perhaps uh, picking up a land site that somebody else has lost faith in or lost interest in and can't see a path to completing. Some people are accumulating land sites for future opportunity. Again, in California, they're not making any more land. Okay, so if it's a good hotel site, it'll be a good hotel site. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be here in the room today. It is my pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for your attention and have a successful Click Six. Thank you, Bruce Ford. Appreciate all the great information.